Rest upon his promise. Why worry, worry, worry? While you can pray, praise the Lord. Yes, uh, saying good day to you, compliments of the season. And like I sang that song, there might be reason why we should worry because of the things that is going across all the nations, the distress of the nations the mass untimely death pandemic so-called uh, flu and uh, how do I call it bacteria and all these uh, pestilences here and there downtown in the economy of nations financial bankruptcy uncertainty here and there that's the reason for the heart of men to fear and to fail but the message of the gospel, the message this morning is, do not fear. You have a God that has all the power. You have a God that can heal. You have a God that can deliver. You have a God that can set free. Do not fear. Do not take away your confidence, the trust you have in God, because you have a reward. So this moment, what is before us, we can say, and I can say unto you, do not fear, hold your confidence and your trust in the God of heaven. He will see you through. He will heal you. He will deliver you. He will set you free. Why? Because your trust is in him. And he never fails those who put their trust in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. So uh, we can open up. I read from the books of book of the Bible, the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to read from verse number 10. And we see what God has for us this day. Hebrews chapter. Okay, let's take Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35 first. Hebrews 10 35. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which are great recompense of reward. For you have the need of patience, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For here a little while, and he that shall come shall come, and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them that draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Hallelujah. 
you are believing in God, your confidence and trust in God is unto the saving of your soul, physically and spiritually, when this life is over. So, our trust and confidence in God is necessary. And all the saints who have passed through uh, this troublous world has always depended on God. They never cast away their confidence uh, uh, before God, regardless when they are faced with situations that is life-challenging, even unto death. Very many of them retain their confidence in God, and very many of them were delivered alive from the sword, from the jaws of death. Oh my goodness, there's a lot of testimony uh, of what God can do with people that exercise their faith in Hebrews chapter 11. And I want to give you that assignment to read Hebrews chapter 11. You're going to see the people who overcame every problem you and I might encounter in this life. They overcame because they trusted that Jehovah God will deliver them, will help them, will bless them, will protect them. And I want to tell you, I want to say by the word of God that the, the Lord God of the Bible is unchanging. He will deliver, He will heal, He will set you free from all your problems. But one thing I want to point out from this place we read is that there, there's a kind of uh, dividing line, a thin dividing line between uh, faith and confidence. If you look at that verse at the end, it talked about faith. But in the beginning, He was talking about confidence. What is confidence? Uh, and what is faith? Well, we know that faith is trusting in God. And the Bible says faith is the substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We see that in Hebrews chapter 11. But now the Bible is talking about confidence. And you can see that confidence is a kind of tested, approved works of God that calls for reliability. How do I say it? God has done something for you in the past. Can you think back the miracles God did for you? The deliverances, the healing, the miraculous promotion, the protection from evil, the deliverance from accident. When you look and all through your life as a believer, you can see, my beloved, that God has always been faithful in the past. And what is telling us about confidence? Because what God has done for you in the past, He kept on doing it. He kept on being faithful. You now become confident that God, who has done it in the past, will do it in the present, regardless your situation, regardless how terrible, how 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 dangerous situation you are, health-wise, financially, or physically. Amen. So God makes us to understand that we should build confidence in Him through the testimonies of the things He has done in the past. The confidence you build on God becomes some kind of stepping stone or building blocks that help to build your faith in God. 
in the absolute immutability and real reliability of the word of God, the faith in God, and his love and mercy unto you and I. So my beloved, the word of God is telling you this day, hold that confidence you had in God. That was the kind of confidence that David had. Let's begin with Moses. Moses had a kind of confidence in God. When God said, Moses, put your hands on your armpit and bring it out, it was leprous. He sent it back again, it was whole. He said, okay, can you cast your rod on the ground? It became a serpent. You go and pick it by the tail. It became what? It became a rod again. Moses had confidence in God and he had to approach the, the, the tyrant, the, the enemy of Israel who was Pharaoh. Why? Because God has been faithful in the past in the great things he has done. And from there you can see um, the faith of Moses begin to build one after the other. He did all those miracles and signs in Egypt. Hellstone was coming down. Thunder was coming. Oh, look at the uh, all the waters of East Egypt uh, turned into uh, blood. Oh, you know the miracle in e Egypt. Until the day God divided the firstborn of Israel from the firstborn of Egypt and killed all of them. And all through when they get to the Red Sea, Moses began to believe in God because Red Sea is a new challenge unto him. Every day we have new challenges in family, in marriage, in our finances, in our business, in, in, in our society. We depend on God. So the Bible said, do not cast out your confidence in God, the testimonies you shared in the past, that God, uh, God's goodness in your life. Hold it, it is a weapon of his own. It was the weapon that David went and confronted Goliath. Israel has been fighting battle. Uh, Saul, Saul has been fighting battle, but have never come before a giant. It was a new version in the military uh, warfare of Israel. That one man can come out to challenge the whole nation. They've never saw this thought before. But God has prepared for him a, a young man with confidence. A young man that has killed the lion. A young man that has killed the bird. A young man that can be in the wilderness all alone. What he has been doing was to write the Psalms and sing glory and give praise unto God. He wasn't in the wilderness partying. He would have had the opportunity to call girls and begin to mess himself upon them and have wild parties. No, not David. David, David did a lot of wonderful things before he came out. And you know, when you have confidence in God, people will begin to come to see if they can discourage you. And why don't you go this way? Why are you still waiting on God? And that was what exactly what Saul, what Saul did unto David. Saul told David, you can't fight this man. You can't fight this man. I read 1 Samuel chapter 7 verse 31. And uh, when the words were heard of David, which he spoke, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said unto Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight the Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Thou art not able to go. Mark it. Thou art not able to go. You can't go. You can't make it. 
God cannot heal you. God cannot deliver you. This kind of problem, oh my goodness, is beyond medical science, is beyond everybody. It's a terror that comes from the pit of hell. Oh my goodness. He said, Thou art not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth. And he, a man of war from his youth. Okay, you know, David was not disappointed. God was not discouraged. Don't let anybody discourage you from your faith in God. And that's why the Bible says, cast not away your confidence. Those your wonderful testimonies of the goodness of God in your life is a weapon of warfare against the present challenge. Is a weapon of warfare against the present enemy, against anything that will come to you in the future. You bring it out. Amen. And you know, David in his own part had to tell Saul, I'm not coming just because I'm coming. I'm a man who has upheld my, my, my testimony and confidence in Jehovah. In verse 35, he said, David went, said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and I took and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose again against me, I caught him by his bed and smote him and slew him. And thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine, this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing that he had defied the armies of the living God. David said for, for moreover, the Lord has delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bee of the bear. Uh, uh, he will deliver me out of your hand, out of the hand of these Philistines. Praise God. Continue with your confidence in God. Do not fear. Do not fear. And God has been warning us in the Bible. Do not fear. He told Joseph, do not fear. He told Daniel, do not fear. He told Moses, don't fear. He told Isaiah, Jeremiah, even Jesus Christ told us, his disciples, do not fear. Don't be afraid. The devil is number one terrorist. He uses situations and circumstances to challenge our faith, to make us to do as if we will fear and drop our faith in God. We will hold our faith in God. Hallelujah. We will hold our confidence in God. Because God never, ever, He never, ever fails. And I want to read for you uh, in Isaiah chapter 54. The Bible is full of examples and exhortations and the things that will make our heart to be recharged in faith, to believe that Jehovah, our God, He has the power to do all things. Jehovah, our God, He can never fail. He is a mighty God. He is a glorious God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Isaiah chapter 54, verse 4, Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither shalt thou be confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame. Can you say it? I will not be put to shame. I will not be put to shame. Hallelujah. For you forget, you will forget the shame of your youth and shall not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. For thy maker, thy husband, the Lord of hosts is his name and thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, 
shall he be called. Hallelujah. So our God is the God of the whole earth. East, west, north, and south, in every continent, in every country, Jesus Christ, Jehovah God, is Lord. Hallelujah. He has power over every sickness. He has power over every infirmity. He has power over every tyrant. He has power over every every tempest and storms that can come in our life. So that is confident that God has done it before. He's going to do it again. How can I liken confidence? Maybe you have a car. That's the reason why your family bought that car. Maybe you used to travel a lot and uh, you say, what kind of car can we use to travel? Four hours, 10 hours, 15 hours, and I come back home without any complaint, no breakdown on the road, and you bought that car. And someone is asking you, uh, you know, we're going to travel now up to 15 hours, up to 20 hours to come back. Uh, can this car make it? And you say, no, 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 it's going to make it. It's going to make it. Why do you say that? You have confidence that the car you bought, the car you know, that very vehicle, uh, no, no matter the brand, has been serving you all this time. And the person says, okay, can we go to the car garage and let's just do a checkup there and ask them, uh, if you can't go, we can go, we can, we can get another one and uh, we can hire and, uh, and rent another car. And you went there and look at this, you know, this car, oh man, you've not reached up to up to uh, 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 30,000 kilometers or miles. No, 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 you can go. That is confidence. Tested. Proved. Reliable. And approved. That's what God is. So the things that he did for you in the past, is going to do it again. He has never failed you. He can never fail you. He's going to do it again. Amen. He, he, I don't know how he's going to do it. But he said his ways are quite different from the way we want things to be done. Uh, one thing I love, I love God as I always preach in every con congregation. God has more than one million ways of solving a problem. More than one million ways of healing a sickness. More than one million years, the, uh, ways of uh, providing for you, of protecting you. He's a God is, that is full of variety and variation. But look at what he said in Isaiah 55. Seek here the Lord while you may be found. Call upon him while he is near. You really need to pray. Don't just close your mouth and say, well, I know God has promised me. I have, I have prophetic that is going to come to pass. I'm relaxing and just praising God. No. The Bible said that from the days of the John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. Only the violent take it by force. You go take it. You go pray. You go fasting. And look at verse 7. It talks of righteousness, holiness. Let the wicked forsake his ways and unrighteous men his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and unto our God, for he will pardon, abundantly pardon. Sin is the only hindrance to healing, protect, uh, protection, provision, prosperity, and whatever. Sin, unforgiving spirit, you forgive those who have offended you. 
You return back to God. You return back to serving God. You return back to holiness. You return back to consecration. You return back to prayer. You return back to thanksgiving. You return back to evangelizing and telling people about Jesus. You return back to doing a service to God in that congregation where you are in. How then can God do it? Verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither is your way my way, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it to bring forth blood, that it may give seed to the sower and the bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I send it. May the Lord God's word prosper in your life. May the word he has spoken concerning your healing, concerning your deliverance, concerning your peace and prosperity, concerning your promotion, concerning your joy, concerning your happiness, concerning your marriage and getting married, a miracle baby, promotion, employment, oh, the blessings of Abraham. I pray that God you will receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Hold on to your confidence, my brother. Sister, do not be discouraged. Do not worry. Jesus Christ will do it for you. He's the on-time God. Is the faithful God. Just surrender your life to him. Serve him in righteousness and holiness. You will receive your miracle. You will receive your whole. You will receive the desires of your heart. I surrender. I surrender all. I surrender. Surrender all, all to live my